Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I am joined today, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Alan. Today, we're going to be talking about the blockbuster trade that was made over the past weekend with uh, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco being traded to the New York Mets. And uh, it's kind of perfect for what we're, we try to focus on as both players kind of have a international background and as well as they're just phenomenal players. And it's on one hand, we're sad to see him leave the Indians, but we're also excited to see what the Mets are going to be doing. And uh, we're going to get into it. But first off, Alan, how you doing? Oh, I've been pretty good. Just obviously we're back from from our winter break. It was fun spending time with our loved ones. Of course, getting new weather in the snow, especially going sledding. Uh, you can't beat that. Um, we wish we could have come and visit several friends of our friends of ours in Idaho, but that didn't happen due to uh, several uh, loved ones getting sick. But they're now recovered, good to go. And also getting some snow in Texas, which I never thought that would happen, not even in my wildest dreams. But but hey, it's good to have some snow and and really stay inside. And especially like my uh, our dog just being entertained by the snow. That I'm like, you know what? If if we do go to Idaho to spend Thanksgiving, then I think he will he will enjoy it big time. You probably will. I don't know what it is, but dogs sure seem to enjoy the snow, don't they? I do agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that in my in my uh, in laws' dogs. They they just enjoy the snow. I guess they're made for it. <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah. you know, they they. I think they just enjoy the fact that it's something new. It's white, fluffy. It. Yeah. You know, like I love the snow. I love the cold. But you know. I also love the summer, so go figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I think it's, that's more of the baseball in me, you know, like you got to love the off season just because it's off season. It's fun. You got fun activities, but then yeah. when summer hits, it's on season and uh, it's, it's go time. On that note, uh, before we get into the Mets and, and whatnot, uh, Latest updates on regular season for MLB are saying that they are expecting to start spring training and regular season on time, which is good news. Um, yeah. That, as far as we can tell, that and what I'm seeing, that's that's what we're all expecting. So. Yeah, absolutely. Florida, there since that's one of the spring training sites, they're they're expecting to do that. Arizona, it's still despite the. COVID cases getting a little bit higher, but they're still planning on it. And, and yeah, that, that is, that is true what I found out as far as both spring training sites are concerned. Yeah. And that's good news. And you know, that when I saw that news over the weekend and kind of going into today, you know, that, that just kind of made a lot of things a lot easier to handle and got a lot more excitement going mm -hmm. in my life. Uh, starting a senior year of college, so that's always fun yeah, and, and difficult. You know, you yeah, know how same. it goes, Alan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that it'll be fun and interesting to to take part in that and get it all done. You know, um, but yeah, so let's let's get right into it, Alan. Let's start off with the, uh, well, let's start off with this trade that was made over the weekend. Where do you want to start? Okay, well, let's start with. Let's, let's start with the trade. Um, it was mostly a – we all knew it was going to happen. We all knew that, like, he was going to demand a huge contract. And and really, anytime you you have – your contract is almost up and you want more. and But, you know, the team is not going to go anywhere. It's like, what now? So, they made the trade. We didn't see the Mets coming, but – after how, after, especially after they have a new owner, Steve Cohen come in, his mindset is let's win. We got to win. We got to win. We can't be, I'm tired of being the, the Mets, like the, the little brother to the Yankees. I'm tired of that. Let's bring in star power. And, and really like, boom, that's what they did. And I give credit to them really just wanting 
to do that. Like no, normally you have, you have small market teams that play with the big market team that's like, oh, we'll let them be them. We'll be the same incompetent. But the Mets are like, no way. And they, they just show that, hey, they want to battle and they want to compete for that World Series title. And it's about time that, you know, the Mets actually act like the big market they are. Um, you brought it up with Steve Cohen now owning the Mets. You know, they're uh, operating a lot differently than when the Wilpons were owning that. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mets fandom is, you know, excited at this new prospect, as are we, for that matter. Um, I've never understood why the Mets act like this a small market team when they're based in New York, one of the biggest sports markets yeah. in all the sports. Um, it makes no logical sense other than the fact that you just don't want to have success and compete with the Yankees, which, you know, I get because Yankees are the Yankees. But if you go with that logic, then why should would the Padres be doing anything they're doing in this same offseason? You know, like the yeah. Padres, we'll probably get into that too, but the Padres have been dealing and making yeah. all sorts of moves. And, you know, if they were going, oh, we're in the same division as the Dodgers, we just can't compete with them, you know, then we'd probably be in a similar situation as to what's, you know, I'm. Sp- this is just speculation and opinion on my part, but I'm wondering if that's what a lot of uh, Rockies upper management is going. We're in the same uh, division as the Dodgers. There's just no way we can compete with them. And if that is the case, then – we need new management. We need new philosophy over there in Colorado mm-hmm. because it's not about competing. And like, this is going to be a little rant here, Alan. So bear with me. It's not about okay. competing with uh, the big market teams or if you're a small market, or it's not about competing with like the top dogs of the Yankees and the Mets or not the, well now the Mets, but like the Dodgers and the Yankees. It's more about deciding what you want to be as a team and adhering to that. And for the longest time, the Mets weren't doing that. You know, that they, every time we thought they had an identity and were moving forward, they decided they didn't want to do that halfway through the season and blew everything up and changed everything. You know, we, we laugh at them because it's the Mets. They have no mm-hmm, yeah. sense of consistency, no sense of team, no sense of like a Mets culture other than, oh, we just messed up again, you know, like, we're, we're the laughing stock of MLB. We're a good team, but we're, we get laughed at as if we're like the bottom tier team of the league. Yeah. And absolutely. they've won a few championships too. So it's just like, what are they doing over there? <laughs> but then Steve Cohen comes in and he's like, nah, we're a big market team. We're going to act like it. We're going to not only act like a big market team, but we're going to have a team identity and we're going to build a team that'll win the world series in three to five years. At least that's his goal. We all know it's really hard to do. So I'm giving him about five to 10 years to do that because it's, you got to have the right pieces in place. The Mets farm system isn't necessarily the best, but as of right now with this trade, they got a really good shot. Yeah, absolutely. They have a good shot. And, and really now, in my opinion, the NL East has come up to two teams and I'm, it's basically New York and you got to have in the defending division champions the atlanta braves and i think those two teams are really gonna battle it out i'm sorry for for philadelphia um and i would even say washington they're not miami will be in there getting some confidence but i think new york and atlanta they're gonna battle it out for the division there's just too much talent for both teams um now it's like i still have atlanta winning the division but the Mets now with Lindor and Carlos Carrasco coming in, like it's just going to provide them with leadership that I truly believe that the Mets need at this time. No, exactly. And, you know, like Francisco Lindor, he plays hard, but he also like, he's called big smiles. You know, he's always smiling. Mm -hmm. He's always happy, even when, you know, he might not be playing the best, but he's always, at least on the outside, you know, like from what we can see, he's always just exuberating this like Mm -hmm. happy, like go with the flow kind of character. And that's kind of what you need in New York. You know, you, the fans out there, they're, they're tough, 
you know, we say it all the time with Yankees fans, but so it's the same with Mets fans. They expect greatness from their team. They just aren't getting it. And so they're, they're, they've kind of just disappeared, but they're, they still support the team, you know, and it's just, it's great to see now that Steve Cohen is like, okay, let's do this. Let's bring in the door and someone who can not only deal with the hardships of a market like New York, but can actually help improve the team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now this ends the rumors of, oh, well, Noah Syndergaard or Jacob DeGrom get traded. Like, that ends it. Like, these guys, they're not going to go anywhere. Obviously, Marcus Stroman just signed an extension with them to stay for, I think it was like five, six years, something like that. I could be wrong on that. But they're, they're committing like, no, we're not going to let go of our strong pitchers that I think to me they're the one they're like they're up there as far as like the top like pitchers in the league in one team like it's just it's just gonna make the Mets a threat even if they get into a wild card like if they can stay healthy and play well then those are the three pitchers I'll be like if I have to deal with them in a series I don't know what will I do really good luck you know, the, I agree with that. I'm just going to say the only caveat is uh, what will Jake – or not Jacob DeGrom, what will Noah Syndergaard be like this year coming off of Tommy John? Okay. Because, you know, I don't want to downplay or anything. Like, I'm excited for the Mets season. I'm going to be watching a lot of Mets games this year just because mm-hmm. they're fun to watch and their broadcast crew is always fun to listen to. But – Whenever you have a pitcher coming off Tom and John, they always have this year where they don't do as well as you would like, or even they would like. It's because their arm is not back at full strength. They're they're still doing things, you know. And from all everything, if I follow Noah Syndergaard on social media, just because it's kind of fun, and he's posting all the, he's posted a lot of his workout sessions with his throwing, and he's got the velocity back. My only, but that's also no pressure of game situations, no runners on base. And like, so the, obviously the velocity is there, but it's a matter of kind of like what we talked about with Kevin Durant. Can he trust his arm and his elbow to keep it up throughout the full 162? And if he can do that, you know, that's part of that staying healthy, but it's also like, if he can do that, he's one of the best pitchers up there with, with the Bauer, Cole, the Grom, you know, like he's up there. And now when you add Cookie, Carlos Carrasco, it's it's going to be the same thing. And so it's it's just a matter of where will the Mets p- pitching be and will, will Noah Syndergaard also be able to be t- return and be his normal self? Yeah, that's something I didn't think about. Coming back from a Tommy John, it does take time. and But obviously, like you mentioned, his trust, his mental trust on the arm, like if you mentioned he could perform great. Why not? Absolutely. And I think even like with Carlos Carrasco, like he's pitched some games, but I think he's going to be motivated even to come back just because like he just came back from like, uh, like from cancer. Like think about that. Like not, not a lot of players would come back from something like that, but he did. And I think he's going to be motivated to say, you know what? I can still pitch and not just still pitch, but pitch at a high level that I want to be part of a championship team. And, and that's why Steve, that's why the management decided, Hey, we also want him. And, and it kind of reminds me of the trade for that. The Dodgers made for Mookie Betts and David Price. I think it's, it's going to be one of those that, that it will be an impact. Now, will the Mets will try to win a world series. Well, that is, that is a question that we'll, we'll answer sometime during the season. But it could be if, like I meant, like mentioned before, like if the Mets act like the big market and play to their ability, then they can compete with anyone. Exactly. Question. Yeah. Do the Mets extend Francisco Lindor? That is a good question. Um, 
we'll see what happens. It all comes down to like him, like especially how they finish. Like if if he does have that Mookie Betts impact and make the World Series and win it, or at least get to the World Series, which he has been to one, then I could see him staying. No problem. But if there's no playoffs for them, then gone. I'll be very shocked if they do not make the playoffs and he extends. That will be shocking for me. But I would say it all comes down to can you make a can you make the World Series or at least make the pennant? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I understand where you're coming from on, you know, making the playoffs. The National League is in a lot more aspects, more competitive than the American League when it comes to playoff spots. So I would, I wouldn't be, if the record's good and they're in contention for a wild card or the division, but don't get it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too surprised if Lindor doesn't resign or get extended. But at the same time, I think he he would if they're in contention and they're they're close, like a game or half a game out. Um, you mentioned earlier you you have the Braves winning the division. Do you have the Mets winning the wild card then? Uh, I I expect them to be one of the wild card teams. Yes. Do they still have? Are they still going to do the same format as they did this past season? The as far as I have seen and everything I have followed. Uh, from what I can tell, it's basically going to be what we're all used to. The wild card round, divisional round, uh, championship series, and then world series. Oh, okay. So we'll be back to normal then as far as like no four or five wild cards, none of that then? No. So you'll okay. have your still two – you'll have two wild cards. And in the National League, I think it's either – I think the wild – we'll get into this next month before spring training when we do our official season preview. Yeah. But I had the Padres and the Mets being that wild card matchup. Well, I do agree. I do agree with that. I think they, like, we'll get into the Padres sometime. But I do agree that the Mets will will get there, and 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 battle it to get into the divisional series. So yeah, I still see the Mets in as the wild card. I would agree to that. I. If they, I actually think, and this is going to be a bit of a hot take. I don't know if the Braves have the pitching to actually win the division this year. And we know they have the lineup, but we know, okay, Soroka, I believe, was the one that went out with the Achilles. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So we, they have a great young, <coughs> and great pro, line or uh, starting rotation. The problem with the Braves has always been their bullpen. And especially in the recent years. Okay. And uh, I don't, I haven't seen them do anything to bolster that bullpen this year. We know they signed uh, Charlie Morton. Uh, He's going to be starting. So maybe they put one of those young starting arms in the bullpen just while they have uh, Charlie Morton. And if it works out there, he probably will stay. But uh, I just don't know if the Braves have enough of bullpen to – and this is just from what I've seen. So if there's people out there that are like, hold on, hold on, the Braves have great bullpen, let it, let me know. But from what I've seen as of today, like they don't have enough bullpen help. Where I, and I'm not saying the Mets are that great either, but when I you look at the Mets pitching versus mm-hmm. the Braves pitching and we know how the season's going to work out and how many times those two teams are going to face off, like on paper, the Mets have a better starting rotation than the Braves do. The lineup is going to be iffy, but when you add Lindor in there, and you have Pete Alonso, and all the all these other players the Mets have, they can compete with the Braves. So, whatever one doesn't win the division, I have winning the wild card. But I think it might be the Mets this year that win that division. Okay, I could see that happening, but I think also like the Braves might be just waiting to see like if anyone from their farm system develops and to the and comes into the bullpen I think that could happen because the Braves like we've seen their history they're very well known in growing from within mm. and 
and they're they're one of they're one of the best at it. So I think we're gonna see an unsung hero or several unsung heroes from their farm system come into the into their bullpen and make an impact. So we don't know who they are, but if they do do that, then we'll get to know them and 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 see their game and and really be part of be be part of of what could be a a great season. But I I still have the Braves winning it despite the Lidora acquisition, but the Mets, they're going to be up there, as I mentioned. Agreed. And we spent, I think we spent a lot of time talking about what the Mets got. Everyone knows what the Mets got. Um, let's, for, let's briefly mention what Cleveland gets back. Um, for Cleveland is no longer going to be called the Indians. I don't know if yep. you've seen that. I did, um, I did they will go by that I name did. this year, but after this year, they're going to have a new name uh it it's it's probably a good thing with the way the world is right now though it's probably better um i know a lot of people are out there saying uh have them be the rocks for you know the rock and roll hall of fame that's out there in cleveland uh Uh, but i'm just going to put out there that's kind of a nickname that the rockies kind of have as well so they might have to work that out with Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, like, whatever whatever happens, happens. Um, anyways, so Matt, uh, Matt's getting the door in Carrasco, as we've been talking about. Uh, the Indians get Andres Jimenez, which is the shortstop, Ahmed Rosario. And then it looks like they got a couple of ha- uh, – prospects from the Mets, a Josh Wolf and an outfielder, Isaiah Green. Okay. What do you got, Alan? Well, I think this is um, how would I say the AL Central, um, I think it's going to be like I would say officially a anybody can take it. It's up for grabs, really. Now that the star power for the for Cleveland, it's, it's gone. Now it's like, okay, who's going to take it? Like, it's up for grabs. It's all about how much do you want it? How much do you want to get into the playoffs? So even though with Minnesota is still is still there, they still have their, their lineup and everything, but I just at times with Minnesota, I'm just like, I don't know if I can trust them. They have one great season. And then the next season is just down the drain. So I don't know if I could trust them. To be honest, I don't know who am I going to trust in the end in the AL Central. But I think it still gives the Indians some confidence that hey, like we may not be like wow team anymore, but we can still compete for a division and continue developing. So I think for the Indians, this is like perfect, perfect timing for them. No, I can see that, and I can see where you're coming from. I, I, the Twins have just been winning the division consistently for the past few years, um, so I wouldn't be too surprised seeing the Twins win it again. However, I honestly think the White Sox are going to win the division this year in the AL Central. But uh, I don't. Cleveland's trading away anybody that's good. However, they're also getting their farm system's been great and putting out people that are good too. So yeah. they're they're young and inexperienced. I mean, they do have the unanimous Cy Young, AL Cy Young in in their pitching rotation with Shane Bieber. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's no speculation to this. But just seeing the patterns, he probably will be traded soon. <laughs> just yeah, seeing, probably. Yeah. Just seeing how Cleveland's handling business, you know, like as soon as he gets closer to the end of his deal, they're not going to extend him. We'll probably trade him. They did it with Bauer. They've done it with Clevenger. They did it with Carrasco. They did it with Lindor. And who's next? Probably Bieber. So Cleveland fans, that's just how it's looking right now. Will it happen? I don't think so, but it's a possibility. Yeah, but as long as you but the thing also it's all it also comes down to the coaching and managing of the team. And Terry Francona is up there as far as like one of the top managers just because how he cares about his players. Like, he's all about development of players mm-hmm. as well. So, like, I think, 
like I mentioned, like it's perfect timing for them. Like they can still compete for the division and continue developing, which is a perfect match. Anytime you get that in any sport, like you're a young team, but you are, uh, you are also have a shot at the division and the playoffs. It's just, it's only going to give the young players confidence and experience. So at the short term, it might hurt, but long term for the Indian, for the Indians, it's going to only help them in the long run and continue in, in the growth in their games. No, exactly. So while I don't have them winning the division this year, they're definitely going to be competing. I don't think they're, they might, they might get that wild card. Just looking at the way the AL is situated this year. Yeah. I, but, I uh, do see that as well. So, but yeah, so it's, this is a interesting trade. You know, and the Mets, they're, they're starting to act like what we all think the Mets should act like. You know, big market team making blockbuster mm-hmm. trades, blockbuster signings. Um, and so it's about time, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. It you know, is. and let's kind of move out west before we get into our a third topic of the day. Let's kind of just briefly talk about what the Padres have been doing for the past few months. Out of this quiet off season, the Padres have been actually quite loud, if you will. Everyone mm-hmm. else in the baseball world, they're kind of quiet. Um, I'm kind of hating my rocks for that. They should be a lot louder than they are. They're, mm-hmm. They need a lot to, to improve and they're not really doing anything, but uh, I digress on that. But uh, <laughs> the, the Padres, they, we all, Alan and I, if you remember, we speculated that uh, the that um, Blake Snow, after that World Series, he was probably going to be traded. And, uh, well, guess what? He was traded. Yeah. And uh, he got traded to the Padres. <clears throat> and uh, they – so let's see. They did that trade on – Monday, the t- December 28th, they traded a catcher, a few catcher prospects. It looks like Blake Hunt and Francisco Maya, uh, a pitch, couple pitcher prospects, Luis Patino and Cole Wilcox, and the Padres got Blake Snell. And we'll get into it a bit later, but the cut, they also traded with the Cubs for Hugh Darvish, and pro- it looks like a catcher prospect of Victor Carantini. And if some cash compensation, and the Padres sent an outfielder Ismael Mena, shortstop Yen, uh, Yeson Santana, a shortstop uh, Reginald Perricado, a pitcher Zach Davies, and outfielder Owen Ca- uh, Cassie. I probably butchered all those names, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It happens. It's okay. And so, and before we get into all that, that same day, they also signed, or two days later, they signed a really hot uh, Korean prospect at shortstop, Ha Sung Kim. And yeah, uh, uh-huh. he uh, has come out and said he's going for National League Rookie of the Year this year. So we'll uh, get into that. And then it looks like yesterday they, uh, made a trade with the Yankees. Uh, they, James Rees got sent to San Diego for center fielder Greg Allen. So, Allen, what do you, is up with San Diego this year? Well, um, I think ever since the um, getting the Matt Kemp, getting Matt Kemp, they've always tried to make a big splash, trying to win the award for World Series offseason championship. But this year, I would say, like, they made moves to win. And really, like, there were, like, there were several games where they could have beat the Dodgers. Absolutely. But one thing I mentioned, yeah, you have all these great bats, but where's the pitching? Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing that I'm like, like, as long as they don't have pitching, they can't beat us. Now, it's like, okay, they got some pitching. Like, they're going to be one of those They teams. got pitching. For real, yeah. 
but they got to manage, okay, like if if their guy is on fire, leave him out there until the right time. Figure that out, go from there. And I think really like, obviously the Dodgers, them winning the World Series will give them confidence. They're going to win the division again. But San Diego will will be up there. I think they're like, they're going to want to ruin the party and win a division title, which they haven't won since 2006. That was the last time they won. And can they do it? Yes, they can. It's just going to come down to like team chemistry, going to come down to like their pitching, getting their act together. But even if they don't win their division, I still expect them to be a a wild card team. I think really um, Fernando Tatis Jr. is an MVP candidate. Oh, yeah, and they're, will, they're already extending Tatis Jr. 11 years, like $320 million, something like that, yeah, too. Yeah, like, he's an absolutely, and I think he's an MVP candidate. I think Blake Snell will, will make a run for the NL Cy Young Award. And they're for real. I think they will make the playoffs. I expect them to be the first wild card team in it and, and go make a run. We'll see what happens, but I think San Diego now, like, now, if, if I were to go to San Diego, now I'm not going to go to go see Shamu at SeaWorld. <laughs> I love I love Shamu. No, I you're still him. going to see Shamu. That's, you yeah. got to go see Shamu. <laughs> yeah, once in a while. But now it's like, you know what? If it wasn't for COVID, go see the Padres. Like, now it's like a good, like, if it wasn't for COVID, right now, seeing the Padres at this time, doesn't get, it's a perfect timing. And, and then... Being a contender, I could see that happening. No, exactly. And they got they brought back those brown and yellow uniforms that they used to wear back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And those uniforms are are tight. They're they're good, and they, there's just good vibes coming out of San Diego. Those fans are passionate about their team. I think it helps that every other team they've had in that city's kind of left them. But so that kind of helps having a, a good fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I, I honestly think, I mean, they got to play the games for sure. But I think this is the year that LA gets dethroned as the top dog in whoa, the National League West. Whoa, whoa. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to last very long, but I think. LA is going to experience a little bit of a championship hangover. Um, they're little, still little they're still a great team. They'll they'll still make the playoffs, but they're still I think going to experience that a little bit of a championship hangover. Every team goes through it. So, okay, there. I don't think it's going to be terrible by any means, but I think you know the Dodgers. They've been very quiet. They haven't really done much to improve themselves this year or this offseason. They're they're kind of waiting and seeing what's going on. And if you want to go back and win the big the big prize, you gotta get better. Yeah, the Dodgers are great, got a great farm system, but there's great free agents out there still. DJ LeMayhew, Trevor Bauer, uh, who else is out there, Alan? Uh Marcelo uh, Suna. Yeah, he's out there, great hitter. You know, you got to yeah. have these pieces that get, get brought in to, you know, bring Puig back for, uh, you know, like. Probably. There, there's talks of that. Uh, I think even Jock Peterson, that's another name. Well, he's still on the team, isn't he? I think it's a free agent. Oh, okay. Oh, this year, I think. Oh, Kike Hernandez as well. Yeah. Like yeah. the Dodgers, they haven't done any moves. And like, yeah, they have great farm systems, so maybe they want to shed some payload. But prospects – are 50-50 of whether or not they're even going to make it. Whereas you have these MLB free agents that you know are great. You know, they're have, they haven't even re-signed Justin Turner. And everyone, I'm sitting here going, what? <laughs> I know. That's going to happen. I think they're just um, – I think they're just waiting for – once February hits, that's when you're going to see moves by everybody. And, heck, even uh, there's been rumors about the Dodgers going after DJ LeMahieu. There's been some discussion on that. Oh, that would uh, suck. <laughs> there has been. So they're still in negotiations, but but really like the Dodgers they will improve. Absolutely. Either if it's not to the offseason, um, if it's to the trade deadline, it could happen as well. They 
They've done moves like that before. So, like, I'm not in panic mode. Like, the Dodgers are not in panic mode. That's the one thing we know about them. And No, and I'm not saying they are by any means, but they're not doing anything. They're just kind of sitting still. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just don't – I think unless they do something, like sign a DJ LeMayhew, I don't see him coming back. And Okay. You know, Kershaw, he's getting older. He's probably going to retire soon. So, yeah. Like, I hate saying Kershaw's on the out with the MLB because he's been there as long as I can remember. <laughs> it feels like, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he he's getting older. He's getting towards the end of his rope. It's just a matter of what they're doing. And they're not doing anything. <laughs> I know, but I think they will. And just give them time and they'll make a move that for will sure. Still make them make them be the top dogs, not just in in their division or their league, but also in, in all of baseball. No, I'd agree to that. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a Champion League series rematch of the Braves and Dodgers again for it's 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 probably I, gonna be a three or to five year battle between those two i would agree it's just a matter of what are the dodgers going to do to keep improving you know absolutely so but yeah you know you uh it's kind of interesting to see you know a lot of people are praising the dodgers rightfully so for this uh wonderful season but they kind of seemingly forget that the only team they ever lost to was my rocks (laughs) okay yeah i just had to i just had to say that to get poke a little uh poke the beast a little bit you know that's the regular season that's like okay we know we're gonna do great it's just well well, yeah but like you know but that's what a lot of rockies fans are pointing to it's just something to be excited about from last season because we uh we died off but we're like we're the only team to beat the the Dodgers last year, so <laughs> that's fine. I can I can survive, you know. <laughs> I can survive, so it's all good. <laughs> so you know, I just had to get that shot put in there. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, so speak. Speaking of the Dodgers, some sad news out of Dodgers land. Uh, great manager, baseball great for that matter. Tommy Lasorda has passed at the age of ninety three. Um, Alan, why don't you, uh, take it from here? He's, yeah. uh, your, he's your guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Tommy Lasorda, like I, I started hearing about him, I think around, I was 14, 13 and obviously through my uncle, him being, and my dad being Dodger fans, like Dave they've always talked highly of him because he was just that manager that really like he always, he always, he was just a character and he allowed his players to be themselves. And because of that, it allowed like the 20 some years he managed, like they were always in the hunt just because of like how he managed the game, how he allowed his players to be themselves and even allowed their pitchers to like, Hey, if you're in a, log jam like if you're struggling hey fight it like what's going on fight it through and really like allowed allowed confidence in a lot of the players but also i think what has impacted tommy lasorda the most is like really like hit the international outreach that he with players like for instance when the dodgers brought in fernando valenzuela in for like the 1980-81 season, like he was someone that really like at times he would try to speak Spanish to him at times, learn some Spanish to talk to him. And just because he was coming from Mexico and he allowed that to, he allowed Fernando to really become the pitcher who he was. Like name me several, name me several pitchers who have won rookie of the year and Cy Young. In the There's same not, year? In the same year. I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't think of any either. We'll, we'll probably have to check, but it was because 
of having a picture like that that Tommy Lasorda allowed him to go and and really even even in that World Series game five where the Dodgers were down and and basically like like telling Fernando like he was telling him in Spanish his Spanish would be new and just let him let him fight it through and won the World Series because of that and also adding Hideo Nomo, one of the first Japan, one of the Japanese players to come to the leagues that and the current structure that there is for Japanese players to come to the major leagues, like he allowed him to develop and grow and was a sensation as well. So I think Tommy Lasorda helping the Dodgers become not just oh LA's team, but also like, hey, internet like international hotspots for like Mexican players and even for for some time even Japanese players. So his impact there is tremendous. He'll be missed and even like his footprint is there. That's why he was known for a while as Mr. Dodger just because his his influence is still felt. His like character felt like him and and I would say Ben Scully like mm-hmm. they still have a trem- have an impact for the Dodgers and really um, he was one character that he even brought leadership, taught players how to lead and and really like Tommy Lasorda is just I think he he will truly be missed not just in Dodgerland but a baseball character as well and when you have a manager that does that's also a baseball character it just makes the game better watchable and makes managers feel like hey they got feelings they can make people laugh and and you tune in for for that kind of stuff exactly and to go back to uh, fernando venezuela real quick he's the only player to have ever received rookie of the year and the cy young award in the same year i looked it up okay um, good so awesome. he's the only player to ever do so and that's that's a testament as you were saying to what tommy lasorda could do and did um one of my favorite highlights i'm pretty sure it was him but uh it's when uh the fanatic the philadelphia fanatic yes, he's yes, on his it, uh ATV yes it was <laughs> and he's got the little uh plush doll of tommy lasorda and he's kind of messing with lasorda a little bit and the announcers are like uh-oh fanatic you better watch it <laughs> yeah i did and, see that yeah and then lasorda <laughs> comes out takes the plush of himself and just starts whacking the philadelphia philly fanatic and it, it's just funny, you know, like that you, you don't, it's just fun to see, you know, obviously, you know, he probably was like a little upset that the fanatic was taking shots at him, but yeah. like he, you could tell like he was enjoying every minute of his baseball career. And even afterwards, so just, yeah. he just enjoyed baseball. And like, like you said, Alan, that's what baseball needs today. I think it's one, you know, like, starting pitchers they just need to we need to bring them back and 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 into more important roles everyone's always talking about we need more bullpen help we need more bullpen help one way to help a bullpen have your starting pitcher be a better pitcher and last longer but having a manager that not only shapes and influences your team when he's hired to present day when he's no longer a part of the team like Lasorda but who's validly recognized as just one of the best baseball minds that we have ever had. You know, it's, it's Lasorda, the White Sox new manager. I can never remember his name. Tony La Russa. Uh, yeah. I always say something different with it every time. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's him, La Russa, like just great baseball minds that you don't, that you just sit there and you're in awe of, of just like, wow. Mm-hmm these guys are they're great you know so it's just awesome and it's it's important to recognize him for even just a little bit while we're here because like you mentioned he did help break a lot of those bring a lot more international players into the MLB and that's kind of what we talk about a lot is international aspects of the sports we love and it's important that we recognize that too because like where would baseball be today were it not for people like uh, Venezuela or Ichiro or players like that, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And he'll be missed and really like just just like hopefully we have another situation where someone decides to steal the mascot's ATV and and it'll be added added to the list, really. The more the better. And he did that and those videos will continue to rerun and hopefully we get to see another Tommy Lasorda in another organization where where he's just not just being a great baseball mind, but once in a while, you know what? It's okay to have fun. It's okay to really have joy and and just and just mess around from time to from time to time. So he'll truly be missed and and really this will this is a, yes a sad day for baseball but also we should be happy that though that we got to see some of his greatest moments and and really learn the game from from Tommy's perspective exactly and you know if yeah we're ending a bit on a, a sour sad note today but it's it needed to happen you know like Tommy Lasorda is just a great baseball mind, one you don't see very mm-hmm. often. And you know, like I'm not, I'm not a big Dodgers fan. I, everyone knows that at this point. Hopefully, Allen especially knows it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but just because I'm not a fan of a certain team does not mean I have to be disrespectful to that team, and or any of the people that have been on it or coached it or whatever. And so like that's and so what i'm trying to get at is when you have someone like this that's a great baseball mind like lasorda or larusa just because you don't like the team he he coached does not mean you know he's uh he's the enemy or he's a bad dude you know like start if you start thinking of, of like that just start looking at all the things he did all the good things he did. You know, he brought, as Alan mentioned, he, he brought Fernando Venezuela over. He brought, he opened those markets for all of baseball, not just the Dodgers, but opened it up for everybody. He, it's because of him that probably a lot of your favorite players got in the game and were able to play. And there's not very many people that can have that claim other than him. And to see it happen is just exciting. And, you know, he he's deservedly so in baseball's Hall of Fame. And, you know, if I ever get a chance to get out to Cooperstown, I'm definitely going to make a stop by his plaque and just sit there and remember everything he did, you know, and mm-hmm. take a and just have a moment where it's just like and just say thank you, you know, because he's truly one of the best baseball minds we've had in this this any generation. Exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, the more the better, and and I think really Tommy Lasorda will like. I think we don't know how long we'll have another character like that. But really, like the more we we live that, then I think we're gonna see a lot of Tommy Lasordas in in our lifetime. So and let's enjoy it. Let's break. Continue bringing bringing his spirit and and go forward exactly and this will probably be the ever time i ever say this but with uh current with what's going on let's uh go dodgers let's make this season about uh remembering lasorda and honoring yeah. him in the best way we can and winning it you know and that's absolutely that's i'm only going to say it once it's on the recording but it it's really what this Dodger season should be about, in my opinion. Absolutely, I do. I can't agree more than that. So, uh, but yeah, Alan, I think it's time we end it there. Um, unless you got anything more to say about anything uh, we talked about, no, other other than that, then other than that, we'll we'll keep an eye on any baseball moves as how, as far as how the season will go. But but if there's any if there's anything that we missed, anything that that we forgot to mention, please feel free to comment on our Facebook, Instagram, social media page, and 
which is Pineapple 22 Media, and mention it, and we'll we'll go look at it, and and really like in a future episode, or or we'll briefly talk about it. So feel free, and also just get ready as as it'll start it'll start in April, and and move forward. Oh yeah, it's going to be a great summer to have a full season of baseball again. Yeah, um, we got a lot just. Heads up for all the peep fans out of us out there. Uh, we're officially back after our holiday break. Um, we got a lot of good things in the works for everybody. We're working on uh, gathering as much information as we can about the NHL and the teams that are in it to provide a good, uh, decent analysis and season preview for the NHL, which starts in a couple days. And I know I'll probably be watching a couple games that day or just you know and so hockey's coming back we're excited we've talked about that season previews coming up and we just got a lot more in store for everybody so keep keep listening to us and please share and let people know about us you know help us reach more people because uh, the more people that we can reach about these great international sport players and and the help that they bring it's it's exciting so uh, from all of us here at Pineapple 22 Media, have a happy new year and we'll keep talking to you later. Take care.